another slay. Another day, another slay. And we've always said we've that. We've always said that. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Soar. <laughs> Soar. Soar. We did a thing. Soar. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of Honestly. A horror cast. With Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. Hey, hey, hey. We've done it again. Hey, hi, hello. It's 2024. Welcome. Welcome. And we're back. On theme with this movie, we should have said hello and welcome. Every (laughs) single... We'll get into it. We'll get into it. (laughs) Hello and welcome. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, we are back. We are talking about Saw 5. 2008. 2008. Baby. Brackets. 2008. And we have a lot to get into. I was about to say, what is there to say? But evidently a lot. Literally so much. We have pages and pages of notes sitting in front of us. And there's so much ground to cover. I feel like we just got to get right into it. We have to dive in. I'm about to dive in. What better place to start than with our key players of this film? So, of course, you know him, you love him. It's John Kramer. (laughs) He, I was debating, do we put him on the key players? But he's always a key player. He's the key player. He's the most key. Of players. (laughs) Of players. I would agree. He's Jigsaw Killer. He's a husband. He's a civil engineer. He's the founder of the Urban Renewal Group. (laughs) He's a petty king. And he's still dead at press time. <laughs> then we have Detective Lieutenant Mark Hoffman. Boy, do we ever. <laughs> he's a homicide detective working for the Metropolitan Police Department. <laughs> he's a jigsaw apprentice. Mm-hmm. He's the most conspicuous someone hiding something has ever been. <laughs> and he's still sucking in those cheekbones. Yes, mama, slay. <laughs> then... We have Special Agent Peter Strom, Pastrami to some. Um, He's a special agent working for the FBI on the Jigsaw Killer case, and he's suspicious that Hoffman is the other apprentice. Ding, ding, ding. You're on to something. He's still mad as hell, and he's still unable to follow simple instructions, (laughs) i.e. don't do X, don't go into this room, don't do that. So we have him. Then we have Special Agent Dan Erickson, who's a special agent working for the FBI and a Strom supervisor. We then have Special Agent Dan Erickson's Bluetooth headset, which is an additional special agent working for the FBI. He was a paid actor. He's involved. Then we have Jill Tuck, who's John's ex-wife. And she's here to do two things. One, provide exposition. Two, to serve cunt. And she's all out of exposition. (laughs) Then we have Seth Baxter, who's a criminal. I love when that's just (laughs) someone's character's criminal. Criminal. Um, He's the abusive boyfriend of Hoffman's sister, Angelina, and responsible for her murder. He's released from prison early on a technicality. I'm just going to stop you right there. Can we talk for a second about how crazy it is that Hoffman's sister is named Angelina? Can we talk also about how, like, were they, they weren't married, their boyfriend, girlfriend. Seth Angelina. and Angelina. Yeah, but she has a separate last name from Hoffman. So did Hoffman get married and take someone's last name? What happens? Why is her name Angelina Acomb and his last name is Hoffman? I, I saw Are that. Are they half siblings? Oh, maybe. There's a lot that's left unsaid. Mark and Angelina Selena. Hoffman hyphen Acomb. Acomb. It's Jersey, I think. 
This is what Mark, I, this I think is what I've been saying. I, that's another point towards this being set in New Jersey. Is her name Angelina? Angelina. Like the Staten Island Ferry. <laughs> Angelina. <laughs> We're like the Staten Island Dump. <laughs> then we have the Fatal Five. <laughs> what a name. So five people all connected by an apartment building fire that claimed the lives of eight people. We have the craziest names you've ever heard. Get ready. Malik Scott, who's a drug addict who financed his addiction with his wealthy father's money. He was offered an ounce of heroin to burn (laughs) down an abandoned building, which I'm going to be honest, doesn't seem like enough to do that. But I don't know a lot about heroin, I guess. Admittedly. (laughs) Admittedly. He does. He does do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But he didn't know that it was still inhabited. So his bad. (laughs) Then we have Ashley Kazon. 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 <laughs> no, Kazon. Um, she's a fire inspector. She found out that the building had intentionally been set on fire. However, she was bribed and faked the report and labeled it as an accident. So, things she did. <laughs> that. Then we have Britt Stevenson, who is the senior vice president of the Marshford Group. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not also like Gideon Group, um, a real estate development company. She hired a drug dealer to burn down the apartment building so they could build on the land. Mm-hmm. Then we have Luba Gibbs, Queen, a name that just rolls off the tongue. Luba Gibbs. <laughs> She's the daughter of Richard Gibbs, the owner of a sports team called the Cougars. The where cougars? We don't know. Which city does the cougar belong to? We don't know. None of your business. We don't know, and we'll never know. She worked for the Department of City Planning and occasionally took bribes in exchange for building permits. She took a bribe from Miss Britt <laughs> to build on the property. So they're all connected. And then we have Charles <laughs> building, building permits. <laughs> building permits. <laughs> Building per they're building permits. She took bribes in exchange for building permits. <laughs> permits. I just wanted to emphasize. It's like she's like taking bribes to build, build permits. <laughs> she wants to make permits. What are you understanding? <laughs> she's building them out of Lego. Building permits. Then we have Charles Solomon. Solomon. Salomon. He's an investigative journalist working for the Herald. Again. Belonging to which city? We don't know. Fill in the blank. At one point, he investigated the fire and found out it was not an accident and how everyone was involved. And he was also bribed (laughs) and held back the knowledge and never published his findings. So, (laughs) and then, of course, as with any Saw movie, we Mm -hmm. have some familiar faces. We have the corpses of John Kramer, Amanda Young, Jeb Denlin, and Lynn Denlin. Rip. Dr. Lynn Denlin. Put some respect on her name. We also have a rescued Corbett Denlin. Corbett! 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 Corbett. We also have a special agent, Lindsay Perez. We don't see her. We hear about her. Mm -hmm. And that she has succumbed to her nail bomb injuries. Rip. Um, We also get flashbacks of Gus Collard, Paul Leahy, Obi Tate, Detective David Tapp, Detective Eric Matthews, Detective Daniel Rigg, and... Art Blake. The man, the myth, the legend. So they're all here. The whole gang's here. The gang is all here. We are ready to go. Strap in, you guys, because this 
<laughs> is gonna be a long one. Oh god, the yes it is. The plot for this film is fucking bananas. And we're gonna do our best to recap it for you. We are. So, Seth Baxter, a convicted murderer, who was prematurely released from prison due to a technicality, awakes in a trap and finds himself <laughs> strapped to a table beneath a giant pendulum blade. Yes. This trap is known as the pendulum trap. Let's get into that. So his arms and feet are chained to a metal table in the middle of a big hall. <laughs> An automatic metal shackle was put around his neck to prevent him from moving. Above him, hanging on the ceiling, was a large contraption. Once again, large contraption which held a large blade in the shape of a pendulum. Once the game began, the pendulum began to swing and was lowered down in regular intervals. After 30 seconds, it would touch his body, beginning to cut, but after 60 seconds, it would kill him by fully cutting his body in half. Horizontally, we might add. In case you were wondering. <laughs> to his right and left are two vices with small pressure buttons behind them. To stop the pendulum, he had to insert both his hands into the vices and press the buttons so it would slowly crush his hands. Ouchie. And of course, there's always a little message. <laughs> and it says, Hello, Seth. I want to play a game. Right now, you're feeling helpless. This is the same helplessness you've bestowed onto others. But now, it's on to you. Some would call it karma. I call it justice. Now you've served five years of what should have been a life sentence for murder. A technicality gave you freedom, but it inhibited you from understanding the impact of taking a life. And then it explains the trap mm -hmm. and it says, all you have to do is destroy the things that have killed your hands. You must insert your hands and push the buttons to start the devices before you. Your bones will be crushed to dust. Will you destroy the things that have taken life in order to save one Seth? Make your choice. Classic. <laughs> Classic. So Seth does manage to accomplish his task in time, but the pendulum does not come to a halt. Yeah. And Seth is brutally cut in half while an unknown person observes his death from the next room. And I said at this part, don't look now, Seth, but there's a big dumb man at the door. <laughs> and there was. And there was. There really was. So then the scene shifts over to our good friends at Gideon Meatpacking Plant, where Special Agent Strom is locked up in a room by Detective Mark Hoffman, alongside the corpses of John Kramer, Amanda Young, Jeff Denlin, and Dr. Lynn Denlin. Strom doesn't know that it's Hoffman who's yeah. locked him in the room, just as a little aside. But <laughs> Again, he's locked spoilies. In Oh, yeah. We're, we have lost yeah, it's, all... You know what this is. <laughs> yeah, like, if you're just tuning in, I don't know what to tell you. If you're like, let me listen to this podcast episode about a movie that came, in, came out in 2008 and not expect any spoilers, yeah. like, I don't know. And I'll start with the fifth one. <laughs> Makes total sense. And what a one to start with. Um, so anyway, Strom eventually discovers a hidden door with a tape recorder behind it. Um, and the recording warns him to stay in the room and wait for reinforcements, telling him that it could either be his sanctuary or his grave. I just, I wrote in this part that the, the hidden door is so goofy. It's so goofy. It's so goofy. It has like neon paint drips yeah. and it's like cut out in like a goofy shape. It's just like, you know, when you're like somewhere like Niagara Falls yeah. and they have like rides 
And so, like, you sit in a little cart and you have, like, a little gun and you're, like, pointing at neon things. Like, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. It's go- It was goofy. It was a goofy-ass <laughs> door. I don't know what to tell you that guys. That door is goofy. So, um, in classic Strom fashion, he ignores the warning <laughs> and proceeds through the secret hallway where a pig-masked figure suddenly attacks and subdues him. When he wakes up again, he finds himself in one of Jigsaw's traps with his head trapped in a glass <laughs> cube that quickly fills with water, also known as the water cube. Very aptly named, the water cube. They always are. Um, so it's a glass box suspended from the ceiling by two metal bars, one on the bottom of the cube as a hole for Strom's head. <laughs> the brim of the hole is lined with rubber and tightly laid around his neck so he's not able to free himself without help. Also suspended from the ceiling were two bottle-shaped Bottle-shaped water tanks? Why bottle-shaped? <laughs> don't you love when you're, like, like reading back or something and you're and like... And I typed it. I don't know. <laughs> water tanks had two tubes that were put through the top of the cube. Once the game began, the cube would fill with water, inevitably drowning him. And then he has a little message, too. <laughs> Hello, Agent Strom. If you're hearing this, then you finally found what you've been looking for. But is the discovery of my body enough? Or will my your, God, his my body. body. Is my body enough for you? <laughs> or will your insatiable hunger to uncover the truth push you deeper into the abyss? Strom has an insatiable hunger for his, <laughs> his body. body. Heed my warning. Do not proceed, for this room can be your sanctuary or it can be your grave. The, the choice, choice is yours. yours. I think a really fun saw drinking game would be anytime <laughs> there's a recording and they say, if you're hearing this, drink it's just so like yeah the whole point you set this up so that they can hear hear it it. get a fucking grip man (laughs) um so before running out of air strom performs a tracheotomy on himself with a pen as you do without looking he just it's just he knows exactly where he has to stick that pen and like why did he have a pen? All his other belongings were taken from him. That felt crazy. Um, that felt like somebody was not paying attention. That's how you know it's not John. That's how you know John it's not John. John never forgets a pen. Or a bitch. Or a bitch. Or a pen light. <gasps> never a pen light. Um, yeah, like John didn't leave things up to chance like that. Because no. like this trap was made to be unwinnable. Yeah. And yet it was very much winnable because he gave himself a tracheotomy. Who could you have know, seen that coming? To be fair, uh, you would never su- suspect, sexpect. You would never sexpect <laughs> it happening. That's true. Um, okay, so meanwhile, the police arrive at Gideon Meatpacking Plant just <laughs> as Hoffman leaves it with a rescued Corbin Denlin. There's Corbin? <laughs> Corbett Corbin Denlin. I, I did a combination, a little lazy portmanteau of her names. Um, Carlifer. Carlifer. Moments later, Strom is carried out on a gurney, severely injured but still alive. And I said, Hoffman is gagged that Strom is still alive. I wrote the exact same thing. <laughs> except I put, Hoffy is gagged, underline, that Strom is alive. <laughs> and he was. He was. He was absolutely he gooped and gagged. He did not see that coming. He didn't. He was like, oh, he can tracheotomy? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. He wouldn't have expected that because he doesn't know what a tracheotomy no, is. No, that's, that's a big, it's a big word. It's a big word. It's a big word. It's a big word for Alba. <laughs> that's, that's a big word for Alba. Uh, 
Um, so following the death of John Kramer, his ex-wife, Jill Tuck, country queen, <laughs> is called by his executor. Executor. Executor? Executor. Executor. That's the it. one. We got it. We but got you, it. You were being kind. You were like pretending. You're like, I didn't No, I was saying, I was reading it as from your paper I was like yeah like, I knew that's not what it was but I couldn't get the pronunciation what did you say building permit <laughs> executor, executor. I think executor you were kind in the way that you said it you're like I think it's why can't I say it executor executor I think it only comes up once but I'm like really hung up on it say lawyer he's a lawyer no his <laughs> Executor. Now I'm second guessing myself. No, his executor, I can I can't look at it on the yeah. page. I have to just say Because it. it's spelled like executor. Yeah. No, but his executor, Bernie Feldman. Yep. Yep. Uh <laughs> he gives her a videotape left to her by John in a ca- in case of his death. <laughs> Drop that down. I'm so sorry. That word really threw me off. I gotta shake it off, shake get back into it. Off. Okay, so besides the tape, Feldman hands her a black box, which she opens with a key attached to her necklace. Because, oh yeah, she just has a necklace that has a key on it. Of course. That, like, is never referenced up until this point. And was she wearing it in the last movie? I don't remember noticing it, but (laughs) we we also weren't looking for it. That's true. Next time. The next time we watch. She uses her little necklace key to open the box, and she is shocked as she looks inside, but leaves the office without telling Feldman what is in the box. The box. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the chief of police of the Metropolitan Police Department announces the end of the Jigsaw murders and promotes Hoffman to detective <laughs> lieutenant for his efforts in solving yeah, the case. He did it. Hockey did it. Hockey did it. He solved it. He saved the day. Um, however, when Hoffman returns to his office, he finds a letter on his desk reading, I know who you are. I know, <laughs> I know what, what you, you are. are. <laughs> it's the homophobic dog meme. Shortly afterward... <laughs> is informed that special agent Lindsay Perez succumbed to her injuries from the events of Saw 4. Not in those terms, but for our <laughs> knowledge, it was what happened yeah. in Saw 4. She died. Um, when he visits Strom at the hospital to console him about her death, Strom tells him that her last words had been, Detective Hoffman. Red flag. Um, this results in an argument between them, and Hoffman leaves the room. Later, Strom is visited by his supervisor, Special Agent Dan Erickson, and his headset, and his headset <laughs> who informs him that he is off the case on his and his headset's orders. This is confusing to me, this mm. whole part yeah. of the hospital. Yeah. Because <laughs> whose room was it? Because there was so much blood yeah. on the pillow that I was like, well, the last time that we saw Agent Perez, her mm-hmm. face had been, like, hit with glass and nails. And yeah, shrapnel. So, like, yeah, various shrapnel. <laughs> and, like, the pillow and the blood, it was like, oh, her face is profusely bleeding. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's like, the hospital in Mystery City is, yeah. like, a very bad hospital if you're just letting her bleed, bleed out like that. The pillow, yeah. And then it was like, but wait, sh- she's not there. Obviously, she's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. But then Strom is just, like, in his, like, robe, <laughs> talking like this, because he's giving himself a tracheotomy. And, like, he, like, they want him to, like, sit in his, like, is it his room? It's, the blood on the pillow does not match the neck. Bleeding. No. 
No, like when we were watching this scene, I was like, it's Perez's room. Yeah, like and obviously. Then, but you were like, is it though? And I was like, Zoe, it's Perez's <laughs> room, course. obviously. And then as the scene continues, it's like they're implying that it's Strom's room. And I was like, well, fuck me. I guess it's like Strom's room. room. Were they sharing? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm very confused. I don't know. It's not clear. Um, so after his hospital visit, Hoffman goes to an underground catacomb area. <laughs> I love to do that. I love to do that. The next time someone asks you at work, oh, like, oh, what are your plans for after work? Oh, I'm just going to an underground catacomb area. Like, no, what are you up to? You know, usual, usual stuff. <laughs> um, and that's where he has already set up his next game. Oh. Which is called the Fatal Fives Trap. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Here we go. So we know the victims of this are the Fatal Five: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Malik, Ashley, Britt, Luba, and Charles. <laughs> They're awoken <laughs> in a room located in an underground catacomb area. <laughs> Throughout their game, they have to progress through individual rooms until they reach the exit. Each room was secured by nail bombs, which would explode after a certain amount of time and kill them if they didn't accomplish their tasks. And the gag of it all is that they would have been all able to survive if they worked together. Spoiler alert. Plot twist. No one saw that coming. No. Um, yeah. So those Fab Five, the Fatal Five, wake up... Um, in a room with leather collars around their neck. I Now we know who was involved. Mm-hmm. In case we weren't sure that, that this was Hoffman's trap, the leather collars really... A lot of leather comes into away. play. A lot of leather. And I think that's, that was his choice. A lot of leather and just like kinky yeah. stuff. A lot of like choking. Choking. Some like light electrocution. <laughs> I see you. I see you, Hoffman. We're not here to kink shame. So, all five neckbands are connected through a cord, and a video tells them they were chosen for this game because they selfishly wasted certain advantages given to them at birth. Yeah. And this is the necktie trap. That in itself, that name is like, it's Hoffman's involved. Yeah, um, kinky. Kinky. The victim of this trap is Ashley. <laughs> we hardly knew ye. We hardly knew ye. The first part, this is the first part of their trial. One uh, one side of the room, five small compartments. <laughs> one for each victim, all separated by each other by grates. Mm-hmm. Mounted to the wall of each compartment was a large V-shaped razor blade. Each victim had a leather collar around their necks, all attached by a long cable. So if one of them moved forward, the others would be pulled back. The end of the cable was also attached to a metal pin connected to, you guessed it, a timer. <laughs> What? Once the timer began, they had 60 seconds to remove their collars, and the keys to the collars were located in five glass boxes just a few feet away from them. Unbeknownst to the victims, though, each key was able to unlock any of the collars, so they only needed to grab one and work together, but (laughs) they did not do that. (laughs) After 60 seconds, the cable was pulled so tight that anyone unable to free themselves would be decapitated by the V-shaped blades behind them. And then we have the little welcoming message from Jiggy Saw. (laughs) Hello and welcome. (laughs) This is, like, Hoffman is so polite with it. He really is. Every single trap is hello Hello and and welcome. welcome. (laughs) 
Like, this is his show. Yeah. And he's just proud. It's like when your cousin, you make like a dance. Yeah. This is his version of that. He's like, hello and welcome <laughs> to my magic show. Hello and welcome. From birth, you've all been given the advantages of a few others. Yet, through poor moral decisions, you've used these advantages to selfishly further only yourselves at the expense of others. Well, today... This singular way of thinking will be put to the test. Today, five will become one. When five two will become one. one. That's why I, I wrote that in my notes. Want to make love to you, baby? I had just written five become one, and I was looking at it, and I was like, why did I write that? You were just like moved <laughs> by the story. You're like, wow, in this moment, five are becoming one. <laughs> Today, five will become one with the common goal of survival. You are all connected. In choosing how to react to the situation, your lifelong instincts will tell you to do one thing, but I implore you to do the opposite. Let the games begin. Classic. Um, so one by one, the prisoners retrieve the keys, except for our girl Ashley, who is pulled back into one of the blades yeah. and dies because her head gets Just, cut off. It's clean, though. It's a clean cut. And I, I think I said this when you were watching. Like, if you're going to go, that's a good way to go. Right? Just, it's quick. She probably didn't even know. Probably didn't even feel it. No. Quick and, and painless. Hey. That's really all you can ask for. He's, uh, what's that thing? Like, our god is, a. Uh... <laughs> I know what you're saying. Can't think of the word. It's like not like generous yeah, but God, it's, but it's, it's not that. not that, you know, but our Hoffman uh, is God a... God is an awesome God. 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 Hoffman is an awesome God. Um, Hello yeah, and welcome. Kind of like that, you know? <laughs> um, so in the next room, the remaining survivors find more bombs oh, and 16 glass jars suspended from the ceiling. Another tape recording informs them that about four chambers... Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no. Another tape recording informs them about yeah. four chambers in the walls that can provide <laughs> shelter from the explosion. Building permits... <laughs> Building orbits. <laughs> oh, and this is the glass. Nope, this is it's the glass ceiling. And they've got to smash it. Hawk is a feminist. And he's all about smashing that glass ceiling. <laughs> Lean in, Hoff. Um, anyway, it's the ceiling jars is what this is called. <laughs> the names? these traps are just so literal (laughs) so the victim of this is charles it is (laughs) in the corners of the room are homemade nail bombs every room has them get used to it (laughs) in the walls are four chambers which could shield the victims from the explosion (laughs) however they were locked and could only be opened with keys with special attachments Once the game began, the victims had 60 seconds to enter the chambers before the bombs detonated. Above the prisoners' heads were 16 glass jars suspended from the ceiling by chains. In A lot of suspension by chains also, Kinky. Kinky. (laughs) In each of the jars was a single key. However, only three of them fit the locks of the chambers and the other 13 were blank. Each jar was also filled with shards of glass (laughs) to prevent them from seeing... The keys. Like glass. I was gonna say I was saving this. Smashing the glass ceiling. Smashing the glass ceiling. 
Like, there must have been whatever, like, wholesale shop they're getting these items from. Yeah. Like, there was a sale on glass shards. Yeah. Because they're being put to use. In a lot of in different a lot of traps. places. But um, that was preventing them from seeing. They were only, they were provided two metal rods to break that glass ceiling. Smash it. Smash it. And uh, they were actually big enough, the chambers, to fit uh, more than one person per chamber. So they all could have... They all could have made it. Yet again. (laughs) They didn't. didn't. So yeah, as the 60 second timer starts to count down, Charles attacks Malik and brutally batters him, stating that one of them had to die inevitably. (laughs) (laughs) But like, inevitable? Um, (laughs) As he smashes the glasses, (laughs) Brit and Luba each get their hands on one of the keys. (laughs) Just as Charles finds a key for himself, he is attacked by Luba. Embracing the opportunity, Malik grabs the key and enters the third chamber. Moments later, Charles is killed by the explosion. He explodes. Aw, he blew up. Aw. He blowed up. He pulled himself. He pulled himself. Um, as Uba... Nope. As Luba... <laughs> I love Uba. Uba. Oh my god. That makes more sense. That was a housewife on the new season ah. of Real Housewives of in New York City. Uba. Uba. She makes a hot sauce. Huh. Uba hot sauce. Uba hot sauce. Um, but sorry, this Luba is not this is not her. <laughs> Luba, Britt, and Malik enter the next room. Uh, they dig deeper into their past to find out a possible connection. Malik admits that he had caused the death of eight people, but states that he did not intend this to happen. Luba tells them that she had taken bribes while working for the Department of City Planning. What city planning? Building permits. Who's to say? Um, Britt, the vice president of a real estate company, regularly has to tear down older buildings to build new ones, causing many people to lose their living spaces. As they receive the instructions for their next test, they are told to connect five cords to the water of a bathtub in the middle of the room. This is the electric bathtub. Take it away. It's the electric bathtub. That's a good fan name. That just felt like important. Y'all ready for this? Are you? Luba wasn't. She's the victim of this trap. So, there's a bathtub filled with water located in the middle of the room, surrounded by five current-carrying coils. Say that five times fast. Current-carrying coils? Current-carrying coils. Current. Current-carrying coils. Current-current. Current-carrying coils. Executor. Nope. Executor. Current-carrying coils. Current-carrying coils. Each one with a cord and a clamp. Or a fucking... A clamp? A cord or a clamp. So each cord had a clamp or a hook attachment. Also positioned in the corners of the room were, you guessed it, more homemade nail bombs connected to a timer that would detonate in 15 minutes. The exit door was secured by five deadlocks. In order to escape, the victims had to close five circuits, each connected to the water. Since they couldn't reach the current coils from the bathtub, (laughs) couldn't reach the current coils from the bathtub, each victim had to hold one cable and thereby suffer a small electric shock. Once the game began, the victims had three minutes to accomplish their task. They got more time with this, too. They did. Otherwise, an electrical current would surge through the room, seal the door permanently, and lock them up with the bombs. Bam. The bomb. So, Luba and Malik fight as she tells him to go into the bathtub while she and Britt connect the cables to his body. Before she can kill him, she is stabbed in the neck by Brit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, she and Malik use Luba's body to successfully open the door and escape the room. It was like ice. That was ice cold. It was. 
I was like, yes, teamwork, girls, work together. And then, no. This is what I said. <laughs> I said, okay, so the two women that are left, it's Julie Benz and Megan Good. And so Julie Benz kills Megan Good. What's her name? Luba. In Luba. Britt kills Luba. <laughs> and I said, once again, women not supporting no. women. These films hate <laughs> feminism, despite the fact that Mark Hoffman single-handedly smashed, smashed the glass it. ceiling. Make it make sense. It doesn't. None of this does. <laughs> oh, you're right. Look Sorry. at me in the eye. My mistake. None of it does. So as, uh, who's left? Malik and Britt? Yeah. As they enter the final room, they, that guy's name was Malik? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Hey. 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 That's crazy. Okay. They enter the final room. They find a large machine with five holes. A on large metal contraption, even. <laughs> even <laughs> with five holes on both sides and a circular saw in each hole. Yeah. Another tape reveals that they have to shove their arms <laughs> into the blades to sacrifice 10 pints of blood, which will open the final door. So you're saying that Hoffman created a trap where you have to fist holes is what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Jot that. Jot it down. Jot it down. Just babe. taking note of what's happening. And this is 10 pints of sacrifice. <laughs> 10 pints, baby. <laughs> So the victim, victims of this are Britt and Malik, of course. A table is positioned in the middle of the room. On this table stood a large metal box with segmented panes of glass on top. There are five holes on each side of the box. Inside each hole, circular saw blade. In the cage underneath the table was a glass beaker connected to the exit. The, to open the door, the victims had to put their hands in the holes and into the saws in order to fill the beaker with 10 pints of their own blood. If they didn't manage to accomplish this within 15 minutes, they would be killed by the nail bombs. And really, You're going to get killed by the nail bombs. You're going to die. One thing about Saw 5, <laughs> the nail bombs are going to get you. Um, so as Britt and Malik prepare themselves... <laughs> For the last test, they realized that they were all supposed to work together the entire time, which would have enabled all five of them to live. We went over this already, but each key from the first test could have been used to unlock every collar, meaning they only needed one key to survive. The second room, safety chambers were big enough for more than one person. And in the third room, everyone was supposed to hold one cord and only receive a minimal electric yeah. shock. With no other option left, they put their hands in the holes Oof. and sacrificed their blood. Hard to watch. Which flows into a beaker. Eventually, they manage to fill it up and thereby win their game. At the same time, <laughs> as question mark, <laughs> as at the same time as the first game begins, mm -hmm. Strom leaves the hospital and decides to continue the investigation on his own. Big mistake. As he is huge convinced, mistake. huge Hoffman, huge. <laughs> um, he is huge mistake. That's his drag name. Mistake. Huge mistake. We got it. We have his career after this. He's going to be on Drag Race. He'd make a beautiful queen. Um, yeah, he's convinced that Detective Hoffman is the remaining accomplice of the Jigsaw Killer, and he reviews all the case files. Upon doing so, he finds out that Seth Baxter, our friend from the beginning, oh yeah, who died at the beginning of the film, that's yeah. right there, um, was the murderer of Detective Hoffman's sister, Angelina Acomb. Again, Acom. the last name. Who's to say? Um, to find out more about Hoffman's motives and connection to Jigsaw, Strom revisits some of the old crime scenes. Now, this was so hard to unpack because 
I needed Hello Zep to start playing and them to start running through yeah. flashbacks because I was like, what? When are we? Where are we? And when are and we? And when are we? Because yeah. I don't know. And it felt like he was communicating with the ghost of Hoffman. And I was like, they're going to do the pottery scene. It was. <laughs> like, we it's going to get sensual. I mean, like, it already has it gotten has, sensual. Yeah, but, but yeah, we were moments away from that. Um, so flashbacks reveal that Hoffman worked on the jigsaw case from the beginning. When Seth was released from prison, despite receiving a life sentence, Hoffman killed him and made the murder appear to be another of Jigsaw's crimes. However, John was watching Hoffman during this investigation and knew that it was him who murdered Seth Baxter. John gathered evidence for Hoffman's guilt and sent him an anonymous message uh, to his phone at the police station stating that he knew about his secret. <laughs> I know your little secret. I know your little secret, you dirty whore. <laughs> when Hoffman, alerted by the message, returns home, he was already expected by John, who was waiting <laughs> for him in an elevator. John attacks him and injects him with anesthetic, causing him to pass out. Or sure, I can say anesthetic, but I can't say executor. You said it. Turn it. it off now. We're, We're done. done. One hit wonder. One take wonder. Um, which causes him to pass out. Yeah, anesthetic will do that. Um, <laughs> That's kind of its thing. Probably to use horse tranquilizer to knock Hoffman out. Regular anesthetic yeah. wouldn't work for a man no. that large. No. It's like when they have to shoot like a lion on a safari and they have those big darts. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta knock him out. When Hoffman wakes up, he's strapped to the armrest of a chair he's via leather restraints. Of course he is. <laughs> and he loves every minute of it. Um, and this is also known as the shotgun chair. So it's located in John's workshop. I love that as a, a location. Yes. Like Santa's workshop. But Jiggy Saw's workshop. Jiggy's workshop. And he's strapped into the armrest of a chair with leather restraints. Positioned in front of him was a shotgun in an upright position aimed at his big ol' head. The shotgun was held by another leather restraint bound by on his big naturals. <laughs> the trigger was connected to the arm restraints by a thin cord, which would be pulled if Hoffman tried to move too much. Again, bold decision to strap it around his <laughs> chest. He's busting out of his shirt, and you're like, we'll put this thin trigger here he's a busty he's brute a <laughs> what a busty man are you done <laughs> that's it you were just picturing his big match. I, I understand. I understand. I was just like really taken by those um john tells hoffman that he knows all about his sister's murder mm -hmm. and expresses sorrow for him but also criticizes <laughs> like a true father. That, that is. It's like, I'm sorry for you, but you suck but still. you did this bad. You did everything wrong. Um, he criticizes Hoffman for creating an unwinnable trap for Seth, which he sees as making Hoffman a murderer. Since John always gave his victims a chance to survive, and famously, he's not a murderer. Famously, it's very easy to do all of these things in the two seconds yeah. John permits them to do things. Uh. He's like, just get it out of your eye. It's not even a big deal. Why are you taking so long? Uh, John psychologically torments Hoffman by making him pull <laughs> that's, that's just the series. Period. John psychologically torments, torments Hoffman. Period. Yeah, period. 
um, by making him pull the trigger of the shotgun, which turns out isn't loaded. He then offers Hoffman a choice to either arrest Kramer and expose him, no, and expose himself for murdering Seth because John's going to like have all this evidence, um, or to become one of Jigsaw's apprentices. You choose. Make your choice. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, Hoffman chooses the latter option. It is also revealed that Hoffman assisted Jigsaw in setting up several traps from the previous movies, such as Paul Leahy's test from the first film and the primary game of Saw 2, and was also uh, the one who faked the evidence against Dr. Lawrence We Gordon. have the return of the pen light. I wrote this down in this moment. We have <laughs> Hoffman's <laughs> entire life shown to us in <laughs> slow-mo tableaus. And I said that, like, this is so frustrating to watch because they're trying to, like, forest gump Mark Hoffman <laughs> into the rest of the Saw franchise. They're just like, and he also did this and was also here. And he was there he the was whole time. He was actually there the whole time. <laughs> he gave Elvis the dance, actually. Like, that's what this whole, this whole segment. Stop Forrest Gumping Hoffman. Stop. Stop. Life is like a box of chocolates. And he's always said that. Oh my god. So as Strom comes closer and closer to his secret, <laughs> Hoffman's secret that is. He's sitting on a he's secret. sitting on <laughs> a secret. Hoffman throws Eric, nope, Agent Erickson's suspicion on him. I don't think I'm well. I don't think I'm well. I'm so sorry. Um, it's like I've never seen words before. <laughs> it's hard. Hoffman throws Agent Erickson's suspicion onto Strong. Yeah. He sends Jill Tuck to his office, where she tells him she believes to have been followed by Strong. Mm-hmm. When Erickson leaves the building shortly... Strong was so obsessed with her that of so course she believes obsessed. that. So obsessed. So obsessed. It was a real enemies to lovers. He just was yelling at her so much because he secretly he loved her. her. Um, so Erickson leaves the building and shortly after or shortly after his conversation with Jill, Hoffman uses Strom's stolen mobile mm. phone to call Erickson, but immediately hangs up and turns <laughs> off the phone. <laughs> He's like, nope. Therefore. <laughs> Because this was actually really helpful when I was doing the plot for this. Because like yeah. when we were watching the movie, I was like, I don't what? know why he did that. <laughs> it's because he's like, oh, it's him. It's like I'm not sure what the point of that was, but I'll explain what the point of it was. Um, <laughs> Erickson orders Special Agent Cowan to locate the phone signal. Hoffman returns to the catacombs. Where he reacts. He's the Phantom of the Opera. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's all making sense. <laughs> the the Opera. Is she about the Hasidic Jews in yes! New York who are building tunnels? This is a saw trap. Like that was my first thought. I was the like, catacombs. you know who else built tunnels? Coffee. God Almighty. Um, so he reactivates the phone and places it on a table in his surveillance room. Therefore, Cowan successfully locates it and informs Erickson about the address. He arrives there just as Britt and Malik finish their game. When the agents find Britt, she passes out from blood loss and Erickson calls for an ambulance. 
As he further examines the room, he finds Strom's phone, yep. numerous photos of the latest victims, and a folder with pictures of himself. <laughs> Hoff thought of everything. <laughs> this underground catacomb has everything. A woman losing all of her blood, an ancient's phone, and a folder full of images of you. <laughs> is so good at framing people <laughs> just like blank's hottest club is we don't know where we are the catacombs um so erickson orders cowan to put out an apb on strom believing him to be jigsaw's successor meanwhile strom follows hoffman to a house that turns out to be the renovated nerve gas house from Saw 2. <laughs> it do take nerve, baby. It do take nerve. I love... <laughs> this is the one point of this movie where I was like, hey, this movie's not so bad. That they have Hoffman living in a Saw trap. They said, hey, kid. You build yourself a pretty home in here after you take out all the bodies. You can have this. It's yours. And he made it so nice. God, he made this whorehouse a whorehole. It's so beautiful. Good job, huh? Inside, Strom finds the entrance to a hidden underground tunnel network. Stop going into hidden underground tunnel networks. He eventually enters a room with a large glass coffin containing numerous broken glass shards and an audio tape. Yep. The tape, recorded by Hoffman, congratulates him for finding the room. He's so nice. But urges him to go into the coffin, assuring him that this would be painful, but was the only way to save himself. Yeah. And this is the glass coffin trap, baby. So... We have the victim is Strom. <laughs> it's in the underground tunnel network. <laughs> the walls to the left and right of the door are made of thick, solid metal. Once the game began, they would start to move towards each other and ultimately slowly crush Strom between them. The only way to escape was to get into the glass coffin, which was in the center of the room, open, filled with glass, but open. <laughs> Once the door to the coffin was closed, it was automatically locked with metal screws. The coffin was also connected to oxygen tubes and a gear system that would lower the coffin into the ground and fill it with enough oxygen for the victim to survive once the coffin was then transported to an adjacent room where it would be opened again, freeing the victim. And there is a little message, but I'll wait till we find out what happens. A cheeky little message. I read the message. So, uh, uh, Strom stops the tape when he hears Hoffman approaching and hides behind the door. So he doesn't, doesn't hear the whole message. Mm -hmm. As Hoffman enters the room, the two start fighting. I know how you girls fighting. like to tussle. I know you girls like to tussle. And Strom eventually pushes Hoffman into the coffin, trapping him inside. Seconds later... The door of the room slams shut. Yeah. When Strom demands to know how to open it, 
Hoffman points at the tape. As Strom continues the recording, he learns he will die in this room if he does not enter the coffin. I can read the message now. It's, hello, Agent Strom. If you're hearing this, then you have once again found what you're looking for, or so you think. Your dedication is to be commended, but I ask if you have learned anything on your journey of discovery. As the old adage goes, this man does not he know does that not word. know the word adage. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The situation you find yourself in is one of trust. He's just doing like a trust fall with yeah, and he failed. <laughs> he failed bad. So I ask you, Special Agent Strom, have you learned to trust me? The only way to survive this room is by entering the glass box before you. Pain will be incurred, but you have a chance of survival. Strom then pushes him in, and then this is the rest of the message. However, if you choose not to, you will never be heard from again. Your body will never be found. You will simply vanish. I ask you, Special Agent Strom, have you learned enough to trust me again? Will you heed my warning? For if you do not, this room will forever be your tomb, and my legacy will become yours. Make your choice. Oh, Stromy. Um, yeah, so at the same time, the coffin is safely lowered into a hollow space beneath the floor as the room's walls close in on Strom, who unsuccessfully attempts to escape through the ceiling grid. He does try, though. Like, you have to give You've it to him. You've got to give him that. Um, but Strom is ultimately crushed while Hoffman watches his demise from the coffin. And he's even more crushed watching his crush be crushed. And I'll just say it. And that is the plot of Saw 5. What a plot it was. What a plot it was. There's so much there that is crazy. Cray cray. Just absolutely insane. Cuckoo banana. Of all, like... The whole concept of Saw is convoluted. Yeah. However, I feel like this is the most convoluted it has been. Oh, 100%. In all the franchise yeah. thus far. I could not follow it as we were watching. And even afterwards when I was looking the plot up to prep for this episode, I still wasn't entirely yeah. sure what was going on. There's too much and nothing at all yeah. happening at the same time. Yeah. And literally at the same time. But also flashbacks and flood. It's it's too much. It's too much. They tried to do too much with this one. Shall we bingo? Let's bingo, baby. Let's bingo, bango, bongo. So again, our card, we don't have a bingo. But we were very close, we were close. multiple ways. And so maybe you'd have a bingo on your card. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. So, of course, the free space. Check that off. We have ending leaves room for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Check. We have jump scare fake out because when Brit pops up. Oh, yes. When Erickson goes in there, that's you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Jump scare fake out. We also have a character calls out hello or is anybody there? Because Strom goes, hey, <laughs> when he's in a cube. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, hey girl. Um, we have a character that only exists for exposition dumps and knows the lore. And mm-hmm. this is actually Jill and 
Charles? Charles, the reporter. He was there just to be like, you all know each other. Yeah. Bye, I'm going to die now. No, and it was hugely helpful, actually. It was. I was like, thank you. You got us there faster. Yeah. You were like, tell us what it is. And I appreciate it. We have a dead cell phone slash no reception. Yep. We have character miraculously survives what should have been a fatal injury. Self-tracheotomy. Yeah. And we have characters split up for no reason because they didn't work together as a team. Yeah. Wait, did we also have a death of a beloved character because Strom dies? Or did we, de- did we decide that he's not we a beloved he character? He's beloved. <laughs> beloved by Hoff. He's beloved by us mm-hmm. and by Hoff. Yeah. I feel like we've. He's, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I feel like we could. Let's see if that would give us a bingo. Would that change our fate? If no. you could change your fate, <laughs> would, would you? Yeah. It would be right there. Uh. I think we I should think that's include a, that's it. A, yeah, that's an include. That's I think, optional. I think we did discuss it as we were playing bingo while watching, and for whatever reason, we said no, he's not beloved. Probably because he's just this movie was so infuriating. Yeah, we were just mad that I was like, I don't beloved anyone. <laughs> I don't even beloved you. <laughs> and we came in this bitch mad as hell when we were watching Saw Five. Right, but I agree, he is beloved. I I was sad to see Strom go. That's still not a bingo for us, but But it could be for you. Gives you guys one more to choose from. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Goofs and gaffs. Goofs and and fun facts. And fun facts. What should we start with? Fun facts or we can do fun facts because I have a couple fun facts too, and I was just confirming we don't have the same ones. I did see the ones that you got, but I have a couple more. So tell me your fun facts. Okay. One is, this isn't really that fun of a fact, just kind of more of an interesting <laughs> tidbit, I guess. It is. The guillotine blades and the necktie trap are all shaped like a V, Ooh. which is the Roman numeral for five. That's fun. And this is saw five. That is fun. Yeah. That's, that's cheeky of them. That's one. And then another one is, and this one I thought was just funny because I can see why, um, it's the first sequel in the Saw franchise to not open in first place on opening weekend at the U.S. box yeah. office. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why that was. So that would make sense for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see that for them. Yeah. Those are my two fun facts that I had for you. Those are fun. I like the, the Oh, wait. Blades. I had that one too oh, with the bras, one? but you have that one on your which list. One? The bras. Oh, you say. You no, say. no, no. You go for okay. it. Okay. Okay. So these are my fun facts for you. When Strom proceeds through the underground tunnel system, mm. he comes across a blood trail, which is from Eric Matthews when he escaped the bathroom trap in the second... Oh, the third saw. Sorry. Yeah, he gets locked in there in the second, second one. Second, and then he, he gets out in the third. I get you. But that's his trail of blood. Uh, rip. <laughs> that's his trail. Then we have that apparently Luba and Britt were supposed to somehow lose their shirts in the first trap and proceed through the rest of the traps only in their bras. But it was abandoned because the producers respected the two actresses too much. <laughs> they could have given us a bingo. We could have had boobs in the first, first 20, 20 minutes. minutes. They deprived us of a bingo. Of a bingo. <laughs> of a bingo. <laughs> losing it. Saw 5 is draining our life force. No, it really is. Another fun fact is that real animal blood was used for the 10 pints of sacrifice trap, and they said they wouldn't have used it if they knew how bad it was going to smell. Gnarly. Which is gross. 
Um, Why did they fact. not think that that wouldn't smell bad though? Like another fun fact: blood smells. Blood, like it's blood. I I don't know. Men, just I, that's true. They don't get it. I don't, people with uteruses understand that blood, blood don't blood, smell so good. Blood, we smell in the blood. <laughs> Screenwriters Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton briefly appeared in the elevator where Hoffman meets Jigsaw, oh my which makes sense again watching that part because you're like why are they lingering on the faces of these people for so long <laughs> and now we know now, we, now know. we know why and then finally this is the first film in this series where a character does not say game over at the climax of the film game over bitch gatorade wet, wet towel. towel they don't say it i know that's crazy this movie sucks <laughs> and that's why that's my official review um okay so we got a couple of goofs and gaffes um, so at the beginning of the film, at about six minutes in, Agent Strom is in the room where John was killed. Strom unveils his cell phone and tries to phone someone. <laughs> this is where we got our bingo. Um, or not our bingo, but we were able to check something yeah, off the bingo sheet. Because his phone says no signal found. But if you look carefully at the top left-hand corner, it shows a very high signal <laughs> level. Um, and then if you look at the bottom of the screen, you can see that Strom actually uses Bluetooth. And that's what says no signal found. So, like, phone signal, very high, Bluetooth signal, not. Very low. So, there's that. <laughs> um, and then, mere moments later, um, <laughs> this is great. This, I want to go back and watch this in slow motion. Oh, no, I'm scared. So, if the extremely sped up shots during the cube scene are examined frame by frame, so this is when Strom is in the glass cube that's filling up with water, he gives himself the tracheotomy, it speeds up, it's, like, super fast <laughs> and crazy, as saw editing is. There are several single frames, several single frame cuts in which crew members can be seen working around the cube. <laughs> One in particular shows Scott Patterson with a relaxed expression with a towel inside the cube and the cube lid partially open. Two crew members are working behind the cube and the hand of a third can also be seen. Oh my god. I just, they just sped we it up so fast. We have to watch it. That's incredible. And then this one, I think, was my favorite just because of what we were talking about at the beginning. So this is about an hour and eight minutes into the film. Agent Dan Erickson is constantly wearing his Bluetooth headset. When Detective Mark Hoffman calls him from Strom's phone, he answers the phone as normal, not using the headset. He repeats this when he tries to track Strom's mobile phone. So, like, when... Like, he... He has, he has the headset in the whole time and then any he doesn't actually use it. <laughs> Hello? 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 And I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> that was just, it's like an earring. Yeah, no, it's it was. It's just an accessory. It was purely, um, purely aesthetic. It's fashion. Look it up, sweetie. I really need to see that now, the hands in the cube. Yeah. <laughs> just people all around. Just. When they tried to kill him, they, they actually did that they to him. They actively tried to kill Scott Patterson. I also saw a fun fact that said he didn't know that he was dying in this movie and that the makeup artist told him because he came in and he was like, he saw that they had made like the arms and legs broken. And they, and he was like, why is my body like, why do they have so many molds in my body? And the makeup artist was like, Oh, because you die in this one. And he was like, what? No. <laughs> right? Isn't 
that sad? That is sad. Poor Strom. Poor Pastrami. Gone too soon. <laughs> now, the moment of truth. The moment of truth. Trap survivability. Oh my god. Okay, let me refer back to the traps. There were so many. So we have... But also none. We have the pendulum trap. Yeah. Do you think you could survive that? Um, Crushing your hands slowly? To avoid being cut in half? Well, I mean, if it wasn't rigged, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's true. We're, we can't survive this one. Yeah, like, canonically, we can't survive this because Hoffman made it unwinnable. He's taking notes from his sister. Aw. 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 Hoffmanda. <laughs> Love them. Love them. So, yeah, I don't think, I'm not even looking at the trap right now. But no, I don't think I could survive the pendulum trap because Hoffman made it so that's not survival. Yeah, that one's, and it's gnarly. It's a gnarly one. Yeah, I think that would be hard to do. Yeah. The water cube, also no rigged. Um, and also, I wouldn't have the wherewithal to give myself a tracheotomy no. like, with a sure, pen. I could try to stab myself in the neck till the cows came home. I, however, mm. no, no, no. Hard so, no. no to the first two. The fatal fives trap. Mm -hmm. The necktie trap. Yeah. I feel like we could get to the box where our key was. Well, and I think you and I would know to work together. Because right? it's like, well, let's try this key. Let's yeah. free one of us, then I can get your key. Exactly. And like, again, maybe if we had to rely on other people, our chances of survival would be lower. But I think like, like if it was two. up to us. Yeah. We, we could do that. Yeah, but that. necktie trap, absolutely. I think that's doable. Ceiling jars. I don't even understand the concept of this one. What was the point of it again? It's like the the jars had keys yeah. that were shaped like a triangle right. or a square. And the two, like the cylinders to hide in right. were behind a thing. Oh, yeah, we just need one just, key because we could hide key. in the same hole. Exactly. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm chunky. No, we could fit. We could smoosh. There'd be room. Don't worry. I think we could. I think that's doable. Yeah, I think so. I think one person smashes all the jars. I don't know why they were doing it like one, one by, by one. one. Smash all the jars, then look at the keys. Yeah, I think wasting that's time. doable. The electric bathtub. I mean, again, if we could share the yeah. electric shock between five people, like, would it be unpleasant? Sure. But it was gonna be a minor shock versus literally killing yeah, someone. Then, yeah. That's, yeah. Like all of these feel doable except the 10 points of sacrifice. But again, if they if all, all five of, us, of I know, them, I know. They only would have had to do. I don't think I could put my hand on a saw. I think someone would have to put my hand on the saw. Well, then I guess we we'll do that do for that. you. We'll help Thank each you. other. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think it would be hard because it, like. It, mm. Ooh, that was. This one is really good in that it's bad. You know yeah. what I mean? No, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Shotgun chair. I think I fidget too much and I would shoot myself. But it wasn't, it wasn't loaded. loaded. So we could survive. We could survive. That one's easy. That one's a gimme. Glass coffin. I'm just... Again, like, in this situation, like, knowing... The Jigsaw lore, which Strom does he because he's been on he's this case. He's a special agent on the case. If it tells you to do something, just do it. Just do it. If it says get in the coffin, 
Get in the fucking get your coffin. ass in the coffin. Because like I just also feel like okay, yeah, there's glass shards in the coffin, but like you're wearing clothes. Would they like really cut you up that I badly? I think so. Grow I up. I think just be like feel like laying on like rocks or something where you yeah. feel like something digging into. And again, that over being crushed to death. What a gnarly way to and go. And I also think we just survived this because we listened to instructions. I would want to listen at least once. Yeah. Before I started making any moves. And like, I I think we're people pleasers. Yes. I'd be like, sure. Sure. You want me in the coffin? I'll get in the coffin. I'll get in the coffin. Yeah. No, that one's easy. No contest. No. No. I think a lot of these, actually like all of these except the, the rigged two ones, ones are we could survive. very survivable. No questions. We'd be making it We're making it, it till the end. To the end. Final girls, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's what we were meant to be. Now is the time in the podcast where we look through Letterboxd reviews. <laughs> A favorite moment of ours. Boy, are there some good ones. Um, I, I'm trying to find the one that I sent you because I'll start with that one because <laughs> you already know what it is. One moment. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. So this one is from Jamie. They say, first of all, they gave the movie two stars. They say, extremely bold of this film to try and convince me that Hoffman can read. Yeah. Which is almost verbatim something that Zoe said while we were watching the movie. I wrote, like, verbatim Mm. here. I don't believe he did that. (laughs) I (laughs) I don't believe Hoffman made that. Period. The pendulum trap. I just, I don't believe he did that. I don't believe that he has the civil engineering skills to do that. No. As someone with like bad, high and, I almost said, high and, I and I is what you were trying to say. I was. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. That's my point. I just don't believe he has that either to do that. I don't think so. I think. High and. There's been a lot of evidence to prove otherwise. Yes. He's a big lumbering man. Massive. <laughs> and he's making little traps. No, he's I not. I don't believe it. I don't believe oh, he did that. that was, where are my notes? I did say um, Hoffman doesn't have the whimsy. He doesn't. He doesn't have we the whimsy. We can expand on that later. But um, this one is from Jimmy John. They gave the movie half a star they said this movie is about a detective figuring out the plots of Saw 3 and Saw 4. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, this review is from Mikey. They gave the movie five stars. I'm going to have yes. to have a word with them about that. Yeah. They said, why couldn't Strom and Hoffman just kiss? That is the end of every single Saw movie. It's like, point. why didn't these two people just kiss? And I think it could have saved lives. Literally <laughs> saved every lives. Every time, it could have saved lives. Yeah. This one is from Amaya. They gave the movie three stars. They said, everyone in the Saw franchise is dumb as hell and has a dump truck ass. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's funny because it's, it's true. true. Um, Jay gave the movie one star and said Peter Strom is himbo representation. Absolutely. We love our himbo king. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jay also said this, I guess they must have rewatched, um, gave it one and a half stars this time. And they said, not John, not Amanda, (laughs) but a secret, more sinister third jigsaw apprentice. (laughs) He is more sinister. 
And not because the traps are more sinister. He's just sinister. He's very sinister. He's just too, like... He's a sinister man. He's too pouty for it. Too pouty. He's too pouty. Um, God love him. God love him. Susie said they had Strom visiting old saw traps and talking to himself like he's Dora the Explorer. (laughs) No. I hate how accurate that is. That whole, like, sequence of him, like, figuring it out. It was. It was like a kid show where they're like, where is it? Is it behind me? No. Is it to the right of me? Yeah. yeah. Like, that That regrettably was entirely that. No, it was giving Dora the Explorer for sure. Um, Coffee, no swiping. Coffee, no swiping. Roman says the V in Savi stands for very bad. <laughs> Have to agree with that one. Ren gives the movie four stars and said, me seeing Hoffman on screen, beautiful tits and rack. <laughs> <laughs> the big naturals. The big naturals were out to play. Um, Liv says, um, if I'm not supposed to root for Hoffman, then why are his boobs so big? <laughs> exactly. Next Maybe question. Maybe we should have checked off boobs in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> should we? Honestly, <laughs> I think we're going to take creative liberties with that one and give ourselves boobs. Because it's our podcast minutes. and not, not yours. yours. God, it's still not a bingo, but God, boobs were out. The boobs were out. Honey. Honey. Um, Remy says, I'm having the time of my fucking life. I love it when Strom and Hoffman yell at each other. <laughs> um, Siobhan says, I don't think Strom has ever known a moment's peace. There's always something wrong with that guy. What's his problem? What's his problem? And last but not least, Cass says, the never end, the never, what? The never ending story? Never ending story. Oh my god. The ending never fails to gag me, but I hate that annoying little freak Hoffman, <laughs> so I refuse to give this movie its flowers. Oh, how could you hate him? Oh my god. I will say the other thing that I noticed in a lot of people's reviews were that they were like, why did they hire two actors who look the same? And it's true because Costas Mandalore and Scott Patterson do look very similar. And so many people in the reviews were like, I didn't know who was who for the entire fucking movie. Follow the big naturals. (laughs) They will lead you to Hoffman. So thank you, as always, to people of Letterboxd. They get us like no one else does. They get it, and I love it. It's time for our review, which is long awaited. Long awaited, as per usual, we are going to review this fine film <laughs> based on five categories, which are plot, characters, scare factor, acting, and aesthetics. Um, so let's begin with plot. Woof! <sighs> <sighs> that was the scariest part of the whole movie, was the That's, plot. Yeah. Um, may I be so bold as to say zero? <laughs> Honestly, I'll give it a a 0.5 to 1 range to be kind. I kind of have to respect the zero, though. But, like, it's just... I'll I'll say 0.5 because I do love Hoffman being crazy. Yeah, he's good at it. And I feel like that's... I think that's fun. 
Sure. As a plot line. It's just, there he goes. There he goes. Big idiot. Big idiot. Yeah, we can give it 0.5. Um, 0.5. Yeah, I feel like our criteria for the plot is like believability. I and... don't believe he made that. <laughs> no. That man is not capable. No. Just from everything. Like a, like a brain perspective. Looking at this from a brain perspective. <laughs> I'm not capable of a lot from a brain perspective. Same. Um, and then, this is real. Hey. And then also, like, the twists. I think... I do think the coffin trap twist oh, is Oh, that good. one's gaggy. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like maybe we have to bump it just for bumpus. To a one. Just to a one. Kay. Just because the only point it's getting is for the twist. Yeah. Because I think it's... It was a good twist to have, like, oh, he just ruined the trap for himself. Yeah. When he could have just survived. He could have just not. And instead he's going to be crushed to death and he saved the person that he was going to catch. Yeah. So I do think that's gaggy and deserves a what? 100%. Yeah. For that. And that alone. And that alone. So plot gets a one out of five saws. Moving on to characters. Um, it's Hoffman. It's Hoffman. It's strong. It's strong. It's Hofstrom. It's Hofstrom. It's coffin shipping. It's coughing. <laughs> coughing? Blood. <laughs> and how much I love them. It's just... Hey. The movie is just them. It's just them. You get a little sprinkle of Jill Tuck in there. Just... You get some flashbacks of John... You get some flashbacks of everything you've seen in the last four movies, <laughs> but now they've put Hoff in it. But now Hoffman is there. <laughs> Just ten. It's out of five. Ten. ten. Yeah, no. Five out of five, five for of characters. Five. They slayed the house down boots. Hoffman, five. I'm deceased. <laughs> Strom, I'm deceased. Aw. Um, scare factor. Scary to think that... Hoffman is responsible for your life. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> that is scary. Um, I think the pendulum trap is pretty gnarly. The ten pints of sacrifice is really the ten hard pints to of sacrifice. Watch. Yeah, that one's gross. I don't think the being crushed oh. by the wall is that scary. Because being crushed to death is like very. And they show like the bones, and it's like it's gnarly. I think that's it was good. And I just think like that is that would be such an awful way to go because like unlike where the girl gets beheaded at the yeah. beginning, where it's like you it's gonna be over before you know it. You're not even gonna realize what's happening. Like he has to feel yeah. every second of that, and like literally as the walls are closing in on him. I think that's like very like psychologically upsetting. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> like I think there's a couple like that is very scary. Yeah. I think having to like. Especially since it was just the two of them having to fill all that with yeah. your blood. That's scary. But I like overall like a three. I think a three is fair. It's like scary but not like that no. scary. You know? Yeah. Um, acting. I have in my notes that acting gets a one out of five. Yeah. It was It was hard. It was it was not It was hard. It was not it. It was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. And I love them. Oh. <laughs> but it was hard. It was it was painful. Um, I'm not sure what was going on. In any of it. 
Um, People were making some really interesting choices. I think I think one is fair. I think one is more than fair. I think it's actually very generous. <laughs> I think we're being very kind. Um, and then finally, aesthetic, which can uh, include setting, quality of special effects, editing, and stylistic choices. Special effects are always good. Yeah, I think they do a pretty solid job. The bones breaking and Ooh. snapping and crushing looked scary. Yeah. There was no very blue, very yellow, very no. green moments. No, no fun transitions. No fun transitions, no color story. <laughs> no color, no story. color story. Yeah, like what, a two? I think a two. They let us down. They let us With down. The, I don't know. I didn't know when it was because they didn't tint it blue. Exactly. It was hard to follow was because hard. I didn't have the color cues. We came to depend on this. And like, I'm like a child. Like, I need. You need, need to the tell colors. You've set it up for us to be this way. And exactly. And you've taken it away from us. You've got us accustomed to this way of filmmaking. And then you're just like, nope, we're changing just it up. And Hoffman's there. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. <laughs> um, so overall, what are we rating Saw 5 out of 5? I think a 2. I think I a think two. A 2. This one was really hard to watch. Yeah. The only reason this is a good film <laughs> is because of Hoffman and Strom. Yeah. Plot was crazy. Didn't make sense. The people in the traps, they were, it felt like they were too, they were there and gone so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I get that with other traps too. But then it was like, there was more to it. But it's just like, no, go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't that compelling. No, it wasn't compelling at all. Um, I think the movie's awful. (laughs) It's not a fave. Um, And going from the high of sophomore. The high of sophomore. Like, truly, that is the pinnacle of cinema. That's my favorite like honestly remove all of the top four in your letterbox and just put sophomore sophomore i think like when we ultimately at the end of this season rank all of the saw movies sophomore is top three for sure absolutely that's when they give over to being insane in a fun way and i said that in my notes i said sophomore was crazy in a fun way saw five is crazy in a bad way yes because it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense, and I just was not invested in any of it, except for Hoffman and Strong. Yeah, always, always invested in them. But Hoffman kills his boyfriend, so. Yeah. What's up with that? Now comes the time for our honestly moment, mm-hmm. which I know you've prepared for. Yeah, <laughs> I've prepared so much for it, and I'd love you to go first, actually. Of course, of course, because there's so much thought put into yeah. All of my scribbles that we'll have to get to the bottom of it. I have a couple. Yeah, and I'm going to steal the one from you. <laughs> Which one? The overall movie. Yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> but you I've, go through I've the rest of yours, and then we can talk about I that. I have, and honestly, that is a mix of, like, honestly, mm. and, like, honestly. Because what was... The eroticism of the coffin trap. <laughs> there was a money shot with blood. There was. Why did they do that? Kinky. That's an honestly two ways yeah. for you. 
I have another, honestly, mm. which is the movie trying to make us believe Mark Hoffman built all of this. That's like, honestly. Honestly. Because, like, Amanda... I, Amanda feels believable as suddenly being able to pick up, like, civil engineering because she's so desperate to, like, impress Please, John. Papa, yes. <laughs> that it's like, oh, that makes sense that she's, like, picked this up and can build all these contraptions. Well, and she just seems smart. Yes. Just And she's, like, small and nimble. Yes, exactly. And I just, like, I can't believe, I can't believe that from him. No. And then my final one is... All caps, I wrote, PEN TRACHEOTOMY, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark. That is a great honestly moment. Because I don't think you're qualified to do that. And you weren't looking at your neck. You just stabbed yourself in the neck with a pen and, and you survived. For the best. Like, no, I don't believe that. How would you say honestly for that? Honestly? <laughs> honestly? Yeah. Sir, you're not qualified to do that. What's your honestly moment? I mean, he's an FBI agent, so maybe he has some sort of, like, paramedic training. That's true. In his background. That's true. He might be qualified. Maybe he has some knowledge that would lend itself to, to performing a pen tracheotomy. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'm not saying it's true. <laughs> I'm just, you know. It's something to consider. It's though. something to consider. What's your honestly moment? My honesty moment is the entire plot of this film. Yeah. And I said, honestly, honestly. you're going to make me sit here and watch an hour and a half of this. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. honestly. Sorry. I am a Saw 5 hater through and through. <laughs> I am a Saw 5 anti. And that brings us to final thoughts. Is there anything else left to say? That hasn't been said about this film. Um, I honestly find the whole thing very forgettable. I We just spent like close to an hour going through the whole plot. And I have already forgotten gone. most of it's it. It's gone. Uh, hey. Hey. They look. can't all be winners. And most of them are, to be honest. They are. When they're bad, they're good. I will say. Except th- this one. This one has made me appreciate Saw 3 more. Yeah. That's the one I didn't like because of Jeff, right? Yeah, 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 Saw 3. It's made me appreciate Saw 3 more. And I can appreciate Jeff. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And this is the worst one so far. Because we know... (laughs) We know that worse is coming. It's on the horizon. That's just like the joke from The Simpsons where it's like, this is the worst day of my life. This is the worst day of your life so so far. far. (laughs) That is, like, this is the worst Saw movie. So So far. (laughs) But, yeah, I just feel... Especially because, like, we will be software apologists until the end of time. And coming off of that into this, rough. I think that didn't help things because we had such a fun time. We had a blast watching software. Great viewing experience. Great film. And then we had to come down and get into Saw 5. And it really was, it was a letdown. It was a disappointment. It was. Um, there's only only up to go from here. Until we come back down. <laughs> until, until we immediately come, come back, back down. down. It's very much like a roller coaster that way. Um, do you have any more final thoughts? I just think that it could have been fun to have Strom around for longer. This, I feel like this was a reoccurring thing with Saw, is that they kill off these characters too soon. Yeah. They killed Amanda off too soon. 
they killed John. I know he comes back all the time. Yeah. They killed Strom too soon. I just feel like we could have gotten more out of these I characters. I feel like the cat and mouse with Strom and Hoffman could have been prolonged and that could yeah. have been more fun to witness. More fun and more sexy. But that's fine. Whatever. Kill him off. <laughs> See if we care. That's that's my final thought. Is that thought. we needed more time. <laughs> we did. I think Strom should have been in at least one more movie. Yeah. But what do we know? What do we know? Everything. <laughs> um, oh, just everything. Oh, just everything. Um, don't forget that you can follow along with us on social media. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey so far. We're officially halfway through the franchise. Yeah. And we've been posting. We, we do be posting. We do be posting. Women do be shopping and we do be <laughs> posting. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HonestlyPod and Facebook.com slash HonestlyPod. We post on Instagram Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Go take a look Snaps if you haven't. I think we're churning out some pretty good stuff over I there. Think so we have some memes. We have snippets of the show. Mm-hmm. We got our bingos. bingos. Yeah, go check it out. It's a fun time. Um, you can email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you're enjoying the season so far. Those are We've your ratings. had a lot of fun making it. Yeah. And we're almost done this season. I know. Halfway through crazy time is flying um but we still have five more movies to get into and it's gonna be good except when it's bad um (laughs) which might be even better which could be a lot of fun also um don't forget we have a website honestlypod.ca that's all we have to say honestlypod.ca it's just there so fresh so clean clean drop of the it's cleaner um <laughs> we literally did that um anyway this is not a social network podcast um yeah we have a website go check it out it's very cool very fun and fresh we also have merchandise for merchandise which there is a way to get to that on our website or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com Yay. check it out lots of fun stuff our wares we're always peddling them yeah um and please Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Potable, Pocket Casts. Other places? Question, Question mark? Let us know where you're listening to us. Um, and if you are listening to us on a platform where you can leave a written review, please do that. And yeah. if you do, send us a screenshot of it and we'll send you some limited edition Honestly Pod stickers. They're lamb and third dish. Just saying. So get on it. Get on it. Is that it? That's all. All right. Bye. Bye.